Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. I've recently started to research a new sector, and that is the food sector, because it's very interesting. There are some strong trends. There will be more people. So let's see what and what are the potential investments and whether there is something to invest in. The topics for today, the, the food tailwind because of what's going on in the world, more people, businesses are already profitable and established when compared to other things, I don't know, with big price to sales ratios. There are dividends, there are positive earnings, buybacks. So there is a margin of safety in the industry. What will happen is relatively predictable. You're going to eat tomorrow. There are modes with high barriers to entry from logistics, scale, legacy. We have 200 year old businesses that we can buy. And then also we will discuss bungee stock at the end that will give you a perspective on what are the opportunities, how does it look like and what you can expect when we dig more into the sector. So just a quick comparison to what is there. I borrowed this chart from Justin Swiercek that just wrote an article on a software as a service company, ESTC. And I'm looking at this chart price to sales on average, what it will be around 15. So companies are selling at price to sales of 15. So I don't think in such a sector, there is a margin of safety. There is practically no book value and everybody hopes to get to the next, I don't know, Microsoft or something like that. So very risky from my perspective. And I will never buy something like this because it doesn't have a moat some new players can come in, take your uh, moat, etc. So it is, some people will make a lot of money on these stocks and stocks like this, but it is very, very risky and the risk of permanent loss is very high. With food stocks, on the other hand, the risks are much lower because of the better fundamentals. So how do I research a sector? I'm not just throwing my money, okay, people are going to eat more, let's buy everything there is. What I like to do is always take a list. I have a list of NASDAQ stocks, international. This is just a list of New York Stock Exchange traded food stocks. And there are some quick things that I uh, found and I would like to share with you over the first round of research that I did. First thing is there is a lot of consolidation, a lot of merger and acquisitions. So six out of the 30 businesses on my list have been taken over just among those traded on the New York Stock Exchange over the last few years. So consolidation means two things, a young market, a growing market, or also an aging market. In this case, it's the latter where companies like Campbell Soup, Kraft Heinz, Stutzi Roll are finding it difficult to grow. So they force themselves into expensive acquisitions that are usually poor allocation of capital. The second thing I found is that brand strength is declining and people look for new different things. This leads to declining sales and many value traps. One example that I discussed before is the Kraft Heinz stock decline and their weaknesses in the brands and the change in consumer preferences, especially in millennials. Number three, it is not easy to find a business that is really getting traction in the new trends as those change quickly. But when you look at 100 stocks, there are always one or two that are 
or that might be interesting, so there will be something to watch from this. We later discuss Bungie, which is an interesting stock, and I'll just share my preliminary research with you. So what are the tailwinds in the food sector? The decreasing availability of land, anticipated increase in commodity prices over the long term due to finite resources and a growing increasingly wealthy population, more meat consumption, so there is a shift towards meat-based diets, increasing the need for grain-based feeds. The creation of markets in farm-related carbon credits and water rights, the increasing levels of investment by land-poor and food-deficient countries attempting to protect food supplies, and the increase of value of farmland. Now, I don't know why, but I'm not fully convinced of these tailwinds. I look at food prices and I see them go down, or I, I see them going down over the last 10-ish years, over the last decades. So if we look at the chart, we see food prices declining from the 1970s till 2000. Then we had a spike in the 2000s as China came in, became a great importer of food, as emerging markets started growing. But since then, high level of investments and again declining food prices. So it's not really that food prices are going just up and up, which is also a good thing because there is less starvation and less people die. So when it comes to investing, again, it all boils down to value investing. When you find in those cycles, as you can see, food prices go up and down, so that reflects earnings and that reflects analysts' estimation over the next few years. And when you can understand the cycle, understand where the prices will be, on average over the long term, buy when everybody is pessimistic and sell all, hold when everybody is optimistic, then you make great returns and you can add great businesses to your portfolio. But you have to be patient and patience is rewarding because you later see how those stock prices are also extremely volatile, even if not much changes in the business. Let's just discuss BG stock is a food trader and processor, grain, soy, corn, with some other adjacent businesses. And as many are waiting for a stock market crash to buy things on the cheap, well, you have one here. Bungie's stock price is down 33% over the last five years. It was 80 just a few years ago, just a year ago, and now it is 52. The business is 200 years old, has been constantly rewarding investors. Over the last 10 years, 50% of the current market cap has been returned to investors through buybacks. The dividend is also constantly growing, so it's a dividend growth stock. The business model is focused on increased volumes of food, trade and processing, so they expect to crush more soy. And as food prices are volatile, as volumes are volatile, so is BG's cash flow too. And we can see that when things are good, they increase the repurchases, and when things are not that good, they cut on the repurchases and they deploy their cash flows in other places. So a few years ago, they did a lot of repurchases, then nothing, and prior to that, again, repurchases in the last two years, they didn't do any repurchases. But they constantly increase those dividends as the cash flows is there. So a very interesting uh, story. On top of that, there have been rumors that Glencore or Archer Daniels Midlands will acquire BG when the stock was 80 just a year ago. And as this thing takes time, perhaps it will push the stock price up in the short term. 
but what I still have to do is compare with ADM, uh, Wilmar, traded on the Singapore Stock Exchange, make models, understand what can happen, are we at the bottom, and if we are at the bottom, I might even buy, because the downside will be limited, the upside, uh, you never know. So that's how I invest and you can expect more about more food stocks. There are some other interesting that I already found. I'll share with you my ideas, what I found, and perhaps you will find something interesting for you. To conclude on the general food sector, I think there is a long-term trend, but I'm, wouldn't, I really need to focus on the business first and then if there is the positivity from the trend, just accept it as a free gift because that's how value investing is. You don't just invest in something because it will happen. You look at the valuation, you look at what am I buying now? What will be the average business yield if things don't change or if things go to the worst, you're looking for a margin of safety and only then you invest. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you, and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.